Lord, we thank you this morning for bringing us before you, O Lord. We ask that you take absolute control over this service in Jesus' name. I avail myself unto you, O Lord. Speak through me to your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We thank the Most High God once more for giving us the chance to be in his presence. I also want to thank our pastor and our district mother, Pastor and Mrs. Jampo, for giving me this platform to minister the word of God. Amen. Amen. I also want to thank our presiding elder and the local executive and the presbytery for giving me this platform to share the word of God with you. Amen. Amen. This week has been teamed. Um, this week has been an evangelism week, and across the nation, we are all embarking on an evangelism trip. Hallelujah. And the topic we were given for the week by the evangelism group for the whole nation is being revived to share the gospel to all nations. Hallelujah. Amen. Being revived to share the gospel to all nations. And I want you to turn to your neighbor and tell him or her that we are going to be revived to share the gospel to all nations. Amen. Amen. So when I was given the, the, the title, I was a bit hesitant. I kid you not. But I pray that the Most High God, through his own divine way, will give us a better understanding of the topic we've been given to discuss. Amen. Amen. I looked up the meaning for revive. And to be revived means to be restored, to be given new strength, to be renewed, to be charged again. 
Before I go into my sermon, I want to thank the District Evangelism Group for what they did this week. Yesterday, which was Saturday, they went out in town and delivered um, tracts and shared the gospel to people. So I want to also say thank you to them for availing themselves to be used by God. Now back to my topic. Revive means to be restored, to be given new strength, to be recharged. Evangelize means to seek, to convert, to share the gospel in a public setting or a private teaching. The Church of Pentecost is a church which is now planted in 135 nations. And it was by the effort of one man, Reverend James McKeon, who availed himself to travel from Ireland to Africa, Ghana, to minister the word of God. And by his dedication and his will, and by accepting the call and the great commission that God gave him, he has been able to plant the Church of Pentecost. And you and I are members of it. Hallelujah. But today, the charge we are being given is we are going to be revived to go and share the word of God to all parts of the world. As I was doing my research on the topic, I learned that a missionary traveled to India, and as he was driving from the airport to his residence, he asked the taxi driver, do you know Jesus? You and I will admit that we have heard the name Jesus multiple times, but it was strange to the author I was reading, and he said, the driver who was driving him told him, he doesn't have a television. He doesn't have access to internet. So he doesn't know the celebrity Jesus. And when he said that, I was in shock. And I was like, wow, this is very strange. And it drew my attention to the fact that you and I, we are not doing our job as evangelists. As, hallelujah. God is charging us this morning that we have to be revived to share his word across all parts of the world. If that taxi driver didn't know Jesus, he had the chance of meeting a missionary in a car and he talked to him about Jesus. What of the person who is in the farm? What of the person who is walking the street and has no interaction with other people? It is a charge for you and I to share the word of God to other parts of the world. Hallelujah. I'll take my first Bible reading from Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. To 20, Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. 20. And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of age. The other version says, surely I am with you till the end of the world. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell your neighbor sitting right beside you, God is with us till the end of the world. Amen. This from 18 to 20 was a quote, or it was a statement made by Jesus Christ to his disciples. When we read Matthew chapter 20, the Bible makes us understand that Mary Magdalene and Mary went to the tomb where Christ was laid. 
to do what we are supposed to do on the third day. And they were met by an angel. I'll be honest with you, if I was in that shoes, I'll be gone. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. But Mary Magdalene and Mary had the chance to interact with the angel. And the angel told them, the man you are looking for is not here. He is risen. And the angel also said, go and tell the disciples that he is going to Galilee, so they should meet him there. Brethren, this is an evidence that the Most High God who is sending us into the field to go and minister to other people is already there. All we have to do is to tell people of how good our God is. I quite remember a few years ago, me and my wife, we used to live in Colchester, which is about 30 minutes from here. And one of our family members went to a restaurant in Southington. And when they got to know of that restaurant, it was very good. They came, and any time we meet them, they kept bothering us. This restaurant is good. This restaurant is good. Go and try it. And lo and behold, one day we drove 45 minutes from Colchester to Southington to try the restaurant. 45 minutes in, 45 minutes out. That is how we were eager to try and see. When we read Psalm, Psalm 38, verse 6, the Bible says, Test and see that my God is good. Amen. You have experienced God in, a, in your own way. You have experienced God in a special way. And I'm entreating you to tell your neighbors, to tell your friends, to tell people closer to you that they should come and test and see that God is good. Hallelujah. Amen. They should test and see that God is good. So, when Jesus met his disciples, this was the commission he gave them. He told them that I have all authority in heaven and on earth. Well, I was doing a little bit research and I read other versions and the other version says, I have been given power and authority on heaven and on earth. When we say power and authority, there is a difference between the two. I, I, I like using certain things which are basic to us. The police has power to arrest you, but they don't have authority to jail you. The power, the authority to jail you lies with the judge. So there is some legitimacy in between. But the most high God you and I are serving this morning has the power and the authority. And he has given us that power and authority to travel across the length and breadth of all this earth to share his word. I'm encharging you, I'm entreating you, as we have come before the Most High God this morning, we should be recharged, we should be revived to go out there and minister the word of God. We should go, as my family member was able to entice me to use words to describe the experience. That made me drive 45 minutes from my house to the restaurant and back, which is one or 30 minutes. That is how we are supposed to tell the story of our relationship with God to the world. If you are here this morning and you don't know this God we are talking about, I present him to you. Take him, as the psalmist said, Test and see 
I'm, I'm charging you. If you don't know this God I'm talking about, I give you the chance to come and accept God as your Lord and Savior. If you're on Zoom and you are watching and you don't know this God that we are talking about, I ask you to test and see, as the psalmist said, and you, you notice that my God that I serve is good. Amen. Amen. This was the charge he gave the disciples. And the disciples did it. Reading the same verse, there were some five key elements I noticed. And one of them was God has all power and authority. The second one is God has implied on us as his disciples to go into the world and make other disciples. What are you doing to fulfill what God has said? He is a God who, who makes a promise and he keeps to his promise. He said he was going to die and definitely he's going to rise back. You and I attest to the fact that yes, our God is risen. And he said he has given, he, he has all power and authority, which implies that yes, he has all power and authority. We are supposed to go out there and teach the word of God. We are supposed to go out there and baptize people. Not only baptizing, but we are supposed to make them disciples of Christ. What are you doing to accomplish these things that I mentioned? Making the disciples baptizing people, telling them about how good our God is. The Bible says in John chapter 15, verse 6, John 15, verse 6, verse 16, I'm sorry, John chapter 15, verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I, put, and I appointed you so that you may go and bear the fruit. You and I are special people chosen by God to accomplish this purpose. When you read the Bible, Moses was chosen by God to lead the Israelites. And there were so many excuses Moses gave. He said he was a murderer, he was a starter, and the list goes on. I am sure whenever we are called upon the chance to evangelize to other people, we have various reasons to give. I'm a typical example. Whenever you call me, I purposely let it go to voicemail to listen to what you are saying before I reply. You have your own reason. I have my own reason. But this morning, the Bible is saying in John chapter 15, verse 16, that God chose you and I for a specific purpose. What entanglement are we using as escape to avoid doing the word of God? This morning, the word of God is telling us that he chose us for that specific purpose. And the purpose is to go and make disciples. The purpose is to go and evangelize. The purpose is not limited to just us, but it's, it's, it's extended to the world and everybody who comes into contact with us. This morning, it is my prayer that we will be revived. We will be charged to go and share the word of God across the length and breadth of the earth. Amen. God has chosen us and he has charged us to go into the world. When you read the book of Acts, 
we can attest that Paul was an apostle of God, but he didn't get the chance to walk with Jesus as the disciples did. But we know the impact that Paul did in the Bible. You and I didn't get the chance to walk with Christ as the apostles did, as the disciples did. But we can be rest assured that when we compare our life to that of Paul, we can be able to do exploit. We can be able to do more. We can be able to accomplish the purpose that God has told us. All we have to do is to avail ourselves. Christ has the power and authority already. He has gone ahead of us. And all we have to do is to follow him and let the world know of his amazing saving grace. Test and see and know that my God is good. Amen. Amen. Now, the question comes, what do I have to do to share the word of God? There is a famous hymn by John March, and it's had the voice of Jesus calling, who will bear the shifts away? I'm trying to read it from here, so... I'm reading the words out. Had the voice of Jesus crying, who will go and work today? Fields are ripe and harvest waiting, who will bear the shifts away? Long and loud the master calls us, rich reward he offers free. Who will answer gladly saying, here I am, send me, send me. The second stanza, if you cannot cross the ocean and the distant land explore, you can give the lost around you. You can help them at your door. If you cannot give your thousands, you can give your widow's might. You, you can give your widow's might. What you truly give for Jesus will be precious in his sight. This is what the hymnist wrote, I think, in 1865. And it's evident in our lives right now. In our job as evangelizing, you cannot be traveling the length and breadth of the earth to share the word of God, but you can do it in your own private area. The widow's might that you give can go a long way to encourage somebody to come to know of Christ. Your attitude towards people can bring people to the most high God. Amen. We shouldn't forget that all that we are doing, as the hymnist said, God is going to reward us for what we are doing. We have a charge to keep, and the charge is to evangelize to people. The charge is to make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We are supposed to make disciples. If we are able to get people to fill up the seats, we are not supposed to just leave them there just like that, but we are supposed to encourage them, to teach them what the Most High God has taught us. And by so doing, we are fulfilling what Jesus told us to do. A child I have to keep, a child you have to keep. You have a job to do in this kingdom business. Yours may be cleaning the floor. Yours may be helping people park their cars. Yours may be calling on people to check up on them. 
Yours may be evangelizing. Whatever the Most High God has given you, the Matthew chapter 28, verse 17 tells us that he has the power and authority. And the verse 20 also tells us that he is with us till the end of time. So whatever you are doing to help spread the word of God, have faith and have might and know that God is with you. May he who helped us and he who is with us be with us in everything that we are doing as we are evangelizing to the world of his amazing grace. Amen. Amen. So I'll go over a few points that I said. God has all power and authority. God asks us to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We are supposed to teach new members. We are supposed to evangelize. And we must know that the Most High God is going to be with us today and forever. What is worrying you this morning? Is there anything that the Most High God has given you that you are doubting you are unable to do? Is there any specific task that you are given that you feel like you are timid, you can't do it? I charge you this morning that based on the word of God which has come forth, you will be able to do it. Second, um, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, talks about Apollos and Paul. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. You have your task to do. I have my task to do. It's different, but we have to complete the task that God has given us. And he's the one who is going to make it grow. All our job, all we have to do is to just go out there and present Christ as he is to people. Tell him his love. Tell people that our most high God is love. He is all ready to accept us. He cares about you. He loves you. He wants your well-being. He wants to see you in heaven. That's it. And the rest, as he said, he's going to make it grow. May the Lord bless us. May he keep us. May he revive us as we are about to head out and evangelize to the world of his amazing grace. May they come and taste and see that my God that I serve is good. Amen. Yeah.